All right, and we are live. And welcome to episode 37 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I am your host, along with Nancy Minicozzi. My name is Lisa Nowakowski, and I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County in California. And I'm Nancy Minicozzi. I'm an instructional technology coach in Northwest LA County. Just a quick reminder of our 15 minute format, cause ain't nobody got time for more than that. Nope, nope, nope. And as always, we have a coffee fact for you. So while coffee cakes do not contain actual coffee, uh, today the cakes really are just meant to be eaten and, you know, having a good time with your friends. However, they did used to be coffee flavored and two out of three recipes for coffee cakes in the Fanny Farmer's 1896 cookbook had coffee as an ingredient. So there is some background there. And we would like to welcome tonight's guest, Nick Kuzumano, uh, who will be talking to us about getting creative with Chromebooks. We all have Chromebooks now in our classrooms, or many of us do. So Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, things like that. Um, I am a director of instructional technology in uh, Saint, uh, suburban St. Louis School District. And prior to that, for 21 years, I was a theater and film teacher. So uh, definitely got that creativity part down a path and uh, followed. Lisa was one of the first people I followed on Twitter way back when I got on Twitter in 2012. And Nancy. Shut the front door. Did not know that. I was, I was one of the people uh, that approved Nan or was her evaluator for the Google uh, Innovator Academy. Oh, wow. I didn't know that either. Well, thank you. Uh, uh, I had a, a great time. From me <laughs> and our connections. And it was so much fun when I got to meet uh, Lisa in person at Q a couple of years ago. It was so much fun. Had a great time there. So uh, that's a little it was bit about good. me and kind of what I do. I'd like to say I help Excellent. use what we have. Well, we're really excited here um, to help other teachers get creative and be as creative as you are, uh, as you were in the classroom. Um, so what are some advantages of using the Chromebooks with students? Because I know a lot of teachers are still a little skittish on that. Well, I to me, a Chromebook is a multiversal device. Uh, it, to me, it's a workhorse. It's there to get stuff done, and it's so easy to use. And I think um, you can do so much with it. You just have to uh, jump in and explore. Uh, and I'll share some resources with you about that. And I think the future of Chromebooks offers even more with Android coming to Chromebooks and uh, touch screens and front-facing cameras. I think within a year or two, uh, it's going to make them very powerful tools. That's excellent. And you mentioned that you'll have re you'll share resources, and we'll share those resources as well below here um, on our YouTube channel, and we'll also share it on our website tlc.ninja for everybody to check out as well. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so how did you use to get started the year with Chromebooks when you were in the classroom? And how do you uh, advise teachers to get started the year with Chromebooks? Um, one, don't be afraid of it. And two, if you have problems, ask the kids for help. They will be able to dive in. And uh, Google Classroom is your friend. It is the best and easiest way to centralize your classroom because you can share so many resources. 
And also my advice with that, just as practical matter, don't grade it unless it goes through classroom. They email it to you, don't grade it because they'll continue to email it to you. And then you will have to dig through your email and ain't no one got time for that. <laughs> to quote <laughs> the beginning of the show. Uh, so don't put it in the grade book, you know, don't dock them points, but don't grade it until they turn it into your classroom. So I think that is a tool and just get, get kids using it and creating it. And I, to me, I think the power of Chromebooks and the power of using creativity in classroom is we are preparing kids for jobs we don't even know or understand. You know, who would have thought that uh, being a YouTube star um, it was a, would be a career? But oh my goodness, I have an 11 year old and these people have 22 million followers and they all have these huge studios just, and that's just from YouTube and who would have thought? Uh, so just dive in, don't be afraid and um, get exploring. And I love the advice that you said about have the kids help. I, I had an experience a couple of weeks ago where I couldn't, one of those ridiculous things, they flipped the screens and it was in another classroom and the teacher asked me, I'm like, I don't know, I'm just going to send a kid over. And it you know, helped it out. It was perfect. And amen to the don't grade anything unless it's in the classroom because my kids still send me stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm not looking at it. Sorry. Um, so what are to the really good, yummy, juicy stuff. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite activities that, that you've done or other teachers have done that are um, totally inspiring? I think some of the things is um, put the student in the driver's seat and have them express themselves because they have to be creative problem solvers and so have them solve some problems. Uh, maybe you're reading a text in your ELA class and so you have them describe that visually or you use, and you use Canva to do that. That's one of my favorite tools to use because you know, all of us maybe don't feel we're an artist or not, uh, but I think that's a great one to do. One of my favorite projects is, um, so I used to teach elements of plot. And so find the move, moments in a movie and do a screen capture of those, what's the inciting incident? When did the story begin? What's the climax of the story? When was the major conflict resolved? And do a collage of that. I like to call it sketch collaging. Um, because sometimes I, I, I wish I was, I, I try to channel my inner Sylvia Duckworth, but sometimes <laughs> I either don't have the time or I too, get a little too self-critical about my drawing, but I can make a really nice collage using PicMucky or Canva and uh, label those parts in there. And so I love that idea of taking the screenshots. That's fantastic. Uh, because you know you're they're familiar with the story or even have them draw it out if you've got an artist have them draw out those but visually do that um this one i learned this summer at isti from monica burns is do a visual exit ticket so use uh one of my uh she used adobe spark for that and so have them do a summarizing of the day but do it in a social media post with uh putting things in there um you know so it's visually appealing and what's that one thing that they took away? Yes, you could do a Google form, but look what you could share visually and then put on your website to share with parents and other, you know, other stakeholders in your schools. Yeah, I love that too. Um, so what are some of you, you mentioned Canva, but what are some of your other favorite tools? 
So one of my favorite tools, and this is kind of a catch-all, and I love uh, Lifehacker, and I found this about two years ago. It's called makerbook.net. What's in makerbook.net is all these free, great resources for photos, like linking sites with really great photos that are free to use uh, with for commercial reuse. So you're being a good uh, digital citizen. Um, links to music, links to palette creators. So like you, know, you want to um, create a whole website and dealing with the picture of, you know, maybe with school colors or you've got the football game and you've got all these colors and you want to pull a color palette from that. So using one of the, the color palette tools on the color page, there's textures, there's, um, if you have Photoshop, you can then kind of use that to um, create some layered things like design an, uh, your idea for an app and what would the marketing for the app be like? And then you can put it in their uh, iPhone type background. Uh, and yeah. kids get a kick out of that because they kind of see the real world view of how marketing works and how to put a product idea there or how to present their ideas visually. And so that's- Those are great ideas, tools. yeah. Um, a great nice. one if you are a um, Photoshop aficionado, but you don't want to pay the money. Pixlr editor is your friend. There's all those things that you can do in Photoshop or 90% of it. I am not a Photoshop um, aficionado. It takes me too long, but uh, I love myself some picmonkey.com. Uh, it's one of my favorite ones, uh, and I'm cheap, but I will pay my $30 a year for PicMucky because, one, you can be a superhero, a zombie, uh, <laughs> Day of the Dead, Santa Claus, romantic, whatever you want, want to have. They have. I love their themes, uh, and I, I also find it great. I can do layered stuff in there that I, I can't do it in uh, Photoshop. My brain does not work that, that way, but I can do it in PicMonkey. Um, now, PicMonkey, you said you pay $30 a year for it, but don't, don't they also have like a free version as well? Yes, they have the free account. Um, where they get you is that one page that is kind of uh, the lose the weight one and blemishes and whiten your teeth and uh, <laughs> change your eye color. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> Uh, but as a free tool, today, it's good to get people started in that. And if they want to go explore more on that, then they can definitely yeah. upgrade. Yeah. That's great. That's a, and they, Any other... if they have the crowns on there, then that lets you know it's a paid feature. And there's tons and tons of other photo editors on there. And I've linked that in what I've shared with you, which is tinyurl.com slash cloudcreate. And so lots of tools there. If you have an iPad or um, uh, I think it's also Android, there's the uh, Vincente and Prisma app. And that's really cool to take pictures and actually help your students help learn about artists because lots of their stuff is based on the artwork of various different people. That's great. Yeah. And the kids know how to do all of those layerings and things from like Snapchat and everything already. So, oh, yes. great. They're, they're a lot better at it than I am. Yeah, me too. Um, so what have your students or like, 
what have you noticed through bringing in these creation tools within the classroom over the last several years? Um, you know, what have the students been saying? Have you noticed more engagement? Um, I think anytime you put the student in the driver's seat, they have ownership. It's not, and if you can provide them an audience, they up their game. And so just letting them know that, you know, with parent permission and all that cross your, <laughs> uh, taking care of all that type of paperwork, they will up their game and they are expressing themselves. It's not just doing a worksheet, great, uh, you know, oh, no one ever comes home and goes, oh, this is the most wonderful worksheet. But if they've created a, a um, artwork, visual representation of their learning, they are so proud to share that. And if you can put that in your students' hands and it gives you, uh, gives them, pulls them in their learning because they're actively involved and just not regurgitating stuff back to you. That's excellent. And you force them to think through the process. Which okay. then gets into the deeper thoughts and the, the deeper processes. You're absolutely right. Now, we always ask any, you know, for like final thoughts or final tips to get the timid person started. And every single time, our guests always say, don't be afraid, just do it, just try it. Um, I'm sure you would have the same advice as well. Is there a really good place for a timid teacher to get started? You know, like this is a really safe tool that you can put in your kid's hands and feel good about it. And it's not too much trouble for the timid teacher. Um, I would suggest to me, I think Adobe Spark and Canva are great places to start because they already have that um, format setting for you. So mm -hmm. uh, just go on there. They already, you just plug in your own stuff, add your own pictures in. And Adobe Spark allows you to do video, uh, interactive newsletter, and um, social media post. Oh, I didn't realize they had interactive newsletters as well. That's excellent. All right, well, you did hear our timer and our 15 minutes, 14 minutes goes by so quickly. And we are so thankful to you and sharing all of your resources out with everybody. Um, so we wanna thank our listeners for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show because I know I did, like Nick, I followed you for years as well. Um, and you know, you're just, you're so creative and so talented. So, um, that all of our listeners out there will also go ahead and leave us a comment below to tell us um, how you're going to do some of these things in the classroom. Like, was there a tool that you're going to try in your classroom as well? So just go ahead and leave it down below for us. Um, and you can go ahead and join us on Monday, October 7th, when our guest will be Marie Christy, I'm going to say your name is, and I apologize if that is not how you say your last name. Okay, and I will... Uh, chime in and say, please actually join us on Monday, October 2nd. Not what the, did I say? The 7th. Okay, the 2nd. I jump in my brain, it all makes sense. It's I know, I'm just, I'm just excited to meet Nick. And yes, I've never met him. And now to find out that he was <laughs> on the GC, on the, on the Google Innovator Committee, I was, I'm just, I have no words. And anybody <laughs> who knows me knows that that is a rare thing. Lisa's laughing. Uh, anyway, oh, I'm for Clint. Um, 
<laughs> so um, I just want to say to our listeners, remember, we're always looking for guests to share the wonderful things they're doing in their classrooms. So if you know someone who fits the bill or if you want to get your 15 minutes of fame and be a guest on our show, we'd love to have you. Please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know and we'll be in touch. Thanks for listening.